Mesech's Torah Perek Vov Mishneh Heintel Perek Zayim Mishneh Gimel. The Torah requires that the Mechatos, the water which is mixed with the Paradoma ashes, be natural water that flows from a spring. And in addition to that, the Torah says it needs to be Mayim Chayim which literally means alive water, and that means that the water must be flowing at the time that it is added into the kli, into the utensil which is going to hold that water. And the Mishnah will illustrate this with an example, and as well as that, the Mishnah is going to show that there are two other laws in the Torah that involve Maim Chaim. The first is with regards to a Zov, who is a person, a man who becomes Tomei as a result of certain substances exiting his male organ. And although in general a Tomei, an impure person or item, is purified via going into a mikveh, which is a collection of natural rainwater, which is still, a Zov purifies himself only if he immerses in a flowing, in, in, in flowing water, Mayim Chaim, that comes from a spring. And the other place where we find the requirement of Maim Chaim in the Torah is with regards to a Metzairah, somebody who has Tzara'as, a particular miraculous disease on his skin that makes him impure. And part of his purification process involves slaughtering a bird and using its blood as well as the uh, some water and sprinkling that onto the Metzairah, onto the person who has the Tzara'as. And that water also needs to be Maim Chaim. It must have come from a natural spring of water that is that is flowing. Now, obviously, once the water has been put into the utensil, it's no longer flowing. The point is that it needs to go directly from the flowing spring into that utensil. Begins the Mishnah, Hamafanis Hamayon Gas, one who redirects a flowing spring for it to flow into the pit, which is used as part of a wine press, at the bottom where the wine, the, the grape juice, would usually flow into and drop into, there was a little pit in the ground. Or if he redirects the flow of the spring into mini puddle-like pits, and then once these areas are filled with water, he directs the flow back to where it was going originally, and now the water is collected in these areas, but the water which is there is no longer flowing. So although that water did come from a flowing spring of Maim Chaim, right now it is still water. And because of that, Pesulim La Zovim, it is invalid for a Zov to purify himself in it. That water can't be used in the purification process of somebody who had Saras or Lakadish Boen Mechatos, and also cannot be used for the sanctification of the Poraduma waters. Now, all of this is because it wasn't filled up into a kli. The puddles and the, the pits themselves are not considered to be a kli. If they were considered to be a kli, then it wouldn't be an issue. Even though right now the water is not flowing, at least in the case of a metzaira and with regards to the paraduma ashes, we don't need the water to be flowing right now. It just needs to be inside of a kli and have directly come from the flowing spring. But since these pits are not considered to be a kli, and you're going to have to take the water from the pits that me into a different kli, that means that the water didn't come directly from a flowing spring, and thus would be invalid. 
Praise Amish Aleph. The focus of this chapter is with regards to the invalidation of the Paraduma procedure in a case where the person who is performing that procedure performs any other task unrelated and unnecessary for the Kiddush, which is the adding of the ashes to the water. If he does so, then the water would become invalidated. Chamisha Shemil Uchamish Chavyas, if there were five people who filled up five different barrels, Lakajan Chamisha Kiddushin, in order to sanctify them separately as five different acts of Kiddush, each of them was going to add ashes to their own barrel, and they all filled up the water, and then before actually adding the ashes to the water that they had filled up, they changed their minds and they decided to perform one joint act of Kiddush, which means that they would add all of the water to one larger barrel, and then add ashes to that larger barrel. Or if it was the opposite way around, originally they planned on doing one act of Kiddush, of adding ashes to the water in one very large barrel. But after filling out the very large barrel, they then, they changed their minds, they decided to perform five separate acts of Kiddush, and therefore to split that water into five different barrels, and then to add ashes to each of those individually. All of the barrels and the water and the mechatos will be valid, because there are five different people over here, and each one of them is not going to perform any task other than adding the ashes to their own barrel or to the joint barrel. So no other task was done by each particular person other than adding ashes to their own barrel. But what happens if if there was an individual who filled up five different barrels with the intention of performing five separate acts of Kiddush, of adding the ashes to the water, and after filling up the five barrels, he then decided to actually perform one act of Kiddush, which means that he would add all of the water to one larger barrel and then add the ashes to that. If you think about it, originally he planned on performing five separate acts of sanctification, of adding the ashes. So as soon as he filled up the second barrel, in relation to the first barrel, the water in the first barrel, he's essentially performing a different task, which is not necessary for that first barrel. So as soon as he begins filling up the second barrel, with which he is planning on doing a separate act of Kiddush, the water in the first barrel becomes invalidated because he's doing something else unnecessary for that first barrel. Which means that in Kosher Elo Acheron, only the last barrel that he fills up is going to be valid because only with regards to that barrel was there nothing else done in between the filling up of that barrel with water and the adding of the ashes. It should be noted that, of course, this is only true if he doesn't actually go ahead and mix all of the water together. The point of the Mishnah is that he decided to do so, but he didn't actually mix that last barrel with the other barrels, because if he did, then that water would also become invalidated, because all of the other water is invalid. The point of the Mishnah is that if he doesn't do that, then as long as that last barrel of water is kept by itself, ashes can be added to it, and it would be valid mechatos. 
What if it was the opposite way around? Lekachon Kiddush Echod, he originally filled up the five barrels of water with the intention of performing one act of Kiddush, which means that he would later add all of the water to a larger barrel and then add the ashes to it. But instead, later on, he changed his mind and decided to indeed perform five separate acts of Kiddush. So he kept the water separate in these five different barrels. In Kosher Elozesh Kiddush Rishon, only the first barrel that he adds ashes to is valid. The act of filling up the separate barrels originally does not invalidate any of them because he intended on all of it being the same water. He intended on it all being part of one act of Kiddush, which means that the fact that he's filling up the other barrels is considered to be a continuation of the same process. However, as soon as he decided to perform separate acts of Kiddushin, of Kiddush, of adding the ashes, by doing so, he considers the five barrels as being five separate barrels. And that means that performing an act of Kiddush on one of them is considered to be an interruption in relation to the rest of the barrels. And therefore, in Kosher Elozesh Kiddush Rishon, only the first barrel to which he adds ashes will be valid mechatos, but the rest of them are invalidated because a different task was performed before that their Kiddush was done. What happens if somebody fills up five barrels and he intends on adding them to one larger barrel later on and performing one act of Kiddush? But instead of doing so, he filled up the five barrels and then Omar al-Echad, he said to a particular person, Kaddish Elu, perform for yourself an act of Kiddush on these barrels, add paradumo ashes to them. And the other person did so, and he added ashes to the five barrels separately. Since that person is the one who is performing the act of Kiddush, and he considered them to be separate, in Kosher El Arishon, only the first one is valid, because again, the other barrels are separate from it, and he performed a different task before completing the Kiddush of the rest of the barrels. However, if he told the other person, Kadesh Li Es Elu, perform Kiddush on these barrels for me, by saying that it's for me, he's showing that he is not giving over the water to the other person for him to acquire it, but rather it's still considered to be the original person's. He owns it, and he's asking the other person to perform Kiddush with that water. In that case, there is a rule that one is not able to invalidate something that doesn't belong to him. And therefore, even though he is performing different tasks, and that's usually a reason for it to become invalidated, over here, Hari Kulam Ksherem, all of the barrels of water will be valid, Mechatos, because they cannot be invalidated by somebody who is not the owner. Mishnah Beis, this Mishnah is going to show a particular case where even if somebody is performing the procedure on behalf of somebody else, he is able to invalidate the water. And that is because when the water is still flowing from the spring, obviously it is ownerless. Only once the utensil has been filled with the water can a person become the owner of that water. What happens if somebody is filling up the water on behalf of somebody else? He intends that the other person will become the owner and he will have the mechatos for himself. However, only once the water is inside of the utensil the utensil has been filled up, only then is it considered to be that he gives over the ownership to the other person. Because until the utensil is filled up, and he's in the middle of performing the action of filling up that 
utensil with water. He's still able to retract, and he might have a change of mind and keep the water for himself. Only once he has the water in front of him in the utensil, and he still hasn't retracted from his intention to give over that water to the other person, only then would the other person become the owner of that water. And therefore, if somebody is filling up the utensil with water with one of his hands, and he's using the other hand to perform a different task. So this first case is simple, he's doing it all for himself, so certainly it would become invalidated there. But the Mishnah adds that even if if he is filling up two utensils with water, one for himself and one for somebody else, or if he fills up two barrels for two other people at the same time, even though he's doing it for somebody else, so surely he's not considered to be the owner, and therefore he shouldn't be able to invalidate it. The Mishnah says that is not the case. Shanae and Pesulin, both of them would become invalidated. Because performing a different task at the same time as he is filling up the utensil with water, that would invalidate the water whether he's doing it for himself or for somebody else. Because as we explained, until the utensil is actually filled with water, it is not considered to be that he has transferred the ownership over to the other person. So currently he is the owner and therefore he is able to invalidate it by performing a different task at the same time. And once again, although the different task is also an action of uh, to do with the procedure of paraduma, since they are two separate containers, so each one is considered to be different in relation to the other one. Mishnah Gimel, once the water is inside the container and it's been filled up, so then if the person filled up that water on behalf of somebody else, it will indeed belong to the other person. So from this point onwards, for example, if whilst he is adding the ashes to the water, he performs a different action, a different task, that will not invalidate the water if it belongs to somebody else. If somebody is performing kiddush, he's adding the ashes to the water with one of his hands, and with his other hand, he's performing a different task in loy. If he is doing all of this for himself, so he is the owner, then possible the water will become invalidated. Performing a different task at the same time does not invalidate the ashes, but the water does become invalidated. Now, we have learned that once the kiddush has been performed, then performing a different task doesn't invalidate it anymore. That's only true before kiddush has occurred. However, in this case, we can't be exactly sure what happened first. He did two things at the same time. Because there is a concern that the other task was done before the ashes were added, and that means that it was at a time that the water could become disqualified, so we are concerned for that possibility, and therefore the water is disqualified. However, all of this is only if he's doing it for himself, if he's doing it for somebody else, then of course, kosher, it would remain valid, because he isn't able to invalidate somebody else's water. Hamakadish loyola acher is somebody who adds, who performs kiddush, he adds the ashes into two barrels, one of them he's doing for himself, one of them he's doing for somebody else, shaloi posle, his water becomes invalidated, Vishal Acher, but the other person's water remains valid for the same reason. If somebody adds ashes, he performs Kiddush on two barrels, two containers of water at the same time, and he's doing it for two other people, Shneim Kasherim, both of them will remain valid because both of them don't belong to him, and as such, he is not able to invalidate either of the containers of water.